Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Clams with pork cracklings? How could that not be good? Is the financial world serving up annuities willing to eat their own cooking? Well, let's find out. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it, and it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am that little man in the sweater vest, retirement planning specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And as always with us in the studio in our Louisville offices uh, on October... 8th, 2019, wow, time's flying, is America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? Good, good. And uh, we are ready to tackle Aaron Annuities 301. This is a continuation of our educational series dealing specifically with the subject of annuities. And that was a clip from well-known uh, connoisseur, world traveler, uh, unfortunately passed away last year, Anthony Bourdain, did you ever watch any of his stuff? A little bit. Yeah, kind of an in interesting fellow, really interesting. But it was interesting in this scene, uh, he's sitting on the streets of Vietnam just uh, eating from this little tiny table, little plastic table. Of course, he was about 6'4", so he kind of looks... You ever, have you ever sat down at a kid's table just to talk to kids or something <laughs> and you feel like... Uh, remember Will Ferrell and Elf? You remember when he was... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what he looks like sitting at this little table, but he looks so content. And I guess the thing you got to admire about Anthony Bourdain, man, he would uh, he would eat whatever they were cooking. But uh, the problem is, folks, the financial world ain't eating always what they're cooking. In fact, uh, most of them would just as soon tell you what to do and what to invest in with your hard-earned money. And little do you know whether they're investing in their same stuff. That's what we mean by eating your own cooking. So uh, today we're going to, the last two weeks we've covered annuities 101, annuities 201, these products that we've come to lo love and uh, grow dear to our hearts that we feel that are perfect uh, venues and uh, for savers. We're going to serve up some really good stuff today and help you understand how insurance companies can provide this guaranteed lifetime income and also to kind of cut through some misconceptions and some of those misconceptions about annuities and what happens to an annuity when you die uh, are actually well-founded. So we'll be covering that today. Uh, but uh, speaking of food, uh, Aaron, did you spend, I, you know, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. Did you? Yeah. You, do you yeah. still, your grandparents still alive? No, but all my grandparents are passed away. Okay. Did you ever watch them cook? Did you, are your grandparents yeah. good cooks? Yeah. Yeah. And I watched my Nana cook a bunch. Yeah, yep. did you did they ever have a bunch of recipes and books and get on Pinterest and Oh, they didn't get on Pinterest or anything. They had them <laughs> written down like chicken scratch in a little what are those books called, little yeah, recipe books yeah. or whatever. Well, my grandmother Hazel, man, she was a masterful cook. I think even Anthony Bourdain would have been impressed, but she didn't uh fix anything but just good old home cooking. 
And what I noticed about her, Aaron, is she could just throw stuff together, pinch of that, a pinch of that, and pinch of this, and this and this, and put it in there for about 30 minutes and watch it until it bubbles, you know, casseroles. I'd be, I like to cook, so I was always trying to watch her. Unfortunately, I never could figure out what she was doing. In fact, her favorite dish was scalloped oysters. We'd have those around Thanksgiving. I still try to make those to this day, and uh, sadly, uh, not able to really concoct that. But when it comes to your retirement, folks, a lot of people are cooking up the idea of purchasing you buying annuities. Uh, these products have been around longer than most investments have ever been around. Uh, in fact, your pension is an annuity, contrary to what people want to tell you. Your social security is an annuity. In fact, uh, Aaron, I dug this up. I think you've seen this before. This was my my mom saved this for me, and I've still got this. This is my granddad's Bell South, South Central Bell back then, pension statement he received in 1978. Now, this is going to date it in terms of how much money you could live on back then, but his pension back then, Aaron, 1978, was a whopping 665 bucks a month. Ooh, big money. Yeah, and with his Social Security, he was able to live just fine. And then it says underneath here, for annuitant, that would be his wife, Hazel, and remember, there's the word annuity. The person that receives the lifetime income is called the annuitant. She was going to get 332. So how that worked, that's called an annuity with a 50% survivor option. We'll get into these in just a little while. This, this may seem boring, folks, but you've got to sit tight with me because, uh, again, if you're looking at annuities, maybe you own an annuity. Maybe even in, you're trying to think of whether you should take a pension. We are one of those rare breeds that has a pension available. Or should you take a lump sum or installment? We'll get into that in a minute. But so what my grandfather selected, he selected a survivor option annuity. So what that meant was he was going to take less money, in this case, 665 a month, so that if he died first, his wife Hazel would then receive one half of his pension or $332 a month for the rest of her life. Unfortunately, he guessed wrong and uh, Hazel died first. So that means that granddad, dad, as I called him, got a reduced benefit for the rest of his life. So with the old annuities, the old pensions, uh, you had to decide right up front how you were going to take income. And of course, you could guess wrong. It was an ir irrevocable decision. So before we get into today's show and get into more about annuitization and the difference between annuitization and these new income riders, let's go back to last week's episode. By the way, uh, where can, Aaron, where can everybody find past episodes of the radio show? What's the best thing to do? Uh, they can go to SoundCloud and type in uh, Worry-Free Retirement, and the Worry-Free Retirement page will pop right up. There you go. SoundCloud, just SoundCloud.com. Yeah, right? SoundCloud.com. Yeah. And you can listen to past episodes. So, again, the past episodes would be Annuities 101. It gets into the definitions and what exactly is the heck a, is an annuity. Number two show was last week. That was Annuities 201. And there we got into a little more about how insurance companies work. And let's summarize this because this is important for today's discussion. So as we talked last week, an insurance company, most insurance companies, since they are relegated to investing in really, really safe assets, they cannot take a lot of risk with your money, folks. So if you're a saver, this is why insurance companies are a good option for you. Uh, the reason they can't take a lot of risk with your money, like Wall Street, is because they have all of these contractual guaranteed products. And they know at some point you're going to want mailbox money and they don't know how long you're going to live. Some people will live a long time and collect a large benefit. Some people won't live as long and won't collect as much, but they don't know who's going to live long and who's going to die quickly. 
So with that said, they can't be out there risking your money. They, this is why the uh, Teachers Retirement Fund in the state of Kentucky is having problems. And number one, it wasn't uh, managed properly by politicians, but number two, the assumptions that they were making and the investments they were making, they assumed they would make more money on that pension money, and they didn't, and thus they have less money to dole out. So the same way with insurance companies, they are constantly monitoring their investments, and as we said last week, right now most insurance companies are probably making, after all their expenses, um, about 3%, 25 to 3% that they can pay out to consumers. So the question is, and you've probably heard this if you've uh, been talking to anybody recently about annuities, some of these annuities from insurance companies who are only making 3% to give you, for instance, are telling you they can make 6, 7, 8, 9, 10% guaranteed on your money. Now, how in the world can they do that? When we come back, folks, we're going to talk about the difference between an income rider and something my granddad used with his pension called annuitization. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Worry for Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. With 401k plans at all-time highs, why continue to risk your hard-earned money? There's a safer way to retire worry-free. Attend nationally recognized retirement specialist Tony Walker's next free workshop, Retirement 101, December 9th in Louisville, December 10th in E-Town, and December 12th in Bowling Green. These workshops are free, but seating is limited. So register today at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. Our Tony in the Trenches question is a really, really good question. And for those of you who have state retirement plans, you'll understand this. I'll try to make sense of it for everyone. But basically the question is, Tony, I currently work for the state of Kentucky and will have a pension available. Plus, I'm already also contributing to a 401k plan. I have the option to take my 401k and buy time so that my pension can start sooner rather than later. I do have other assets beside my pension and besides my 401k, so does this make sense to consider taking the 401k and purchasing time so I can start my pension sooner? And I would say, here's the way I would answer that question. Uh, Aaron, have you ever heard the term, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush? Yep, I've heard that. Okay, it's a cool term. And, and for money, especially if we're talking about the stock market and risk versus safety, it really makes sense. So I think the reason this person is saying this is, number one, or asking this question or thinking about this uh, option. So the pension, again, assuming the state of Kentucky comes through, provides mailbox money, okay? And this person is obviously thinking, why not start the pension sooner for a larger amount and the state of Kentucky is saying, well, yeah, you can do that, but you've got to pay in more. You've got to pay an extra. And an option to do that is take the 401k uh, and then simply buy time. In other words, put that in the pension, fund that in the pension, and you could certainly do that. So uh, the, the bird in the hand, two in the bush, what I would say is if you have two birds in a bush, that's your 401k, assuming you've got it in the stock market, those birds could do what, Aaron? Could they rest and nest there and wait for you? Or what could those birds do? Uh, they could fly off. <laughs> that's right. They could fly away. And so could the money that's sitting in your 401k. So what we like to say, the money 
Again, assuming you have it in the stock market right now, 401ks as we record the show are on all-time highs. That money, folks, is just like two birds in a bush. It is not one bird in the hand. A pension, an annuity, that guarantee of that mailbox money, yeah, it may not provide multiple birds like the stock market might, but it does provide a bird in the hand, and that hand is going to hold on to that bird for the rest of your life. So I'm not going to answer this question over the radio because I would need more information on this, but my gut feeling is, yeah, this makes sense, especially since uh, this person mentioned that they have other assets outside of the 401k and the pension. Um, I think it does make sense. Incidentally, again, we're recording this show on October 8th, 2019. I forgot to research this, Aaron, but I saw on the news last night, General Electric, GE, right? Yeah. You, know, you know who they are, obviously. They have hundreds of thousands of people that are currently collecting pensions and they're going to offer to buy out those pensions with lump sums. Why would they do that, Aaron? I don't know. I'm glad you said I don't know because I didn't think you would know the answer to that. Most people don't. All right, so these pensions are causing a drain on corporations. This is why many of you are wondering why you're getting these options out of the blue to take a settlement, so to speak, on your pension. So let's say Joe Lunchbox, that's you. You're with GE and you're drawing $3,000 a month. You're probably going to be contacted by General Electric. You may have another company that you work for that's doing the same thing now. They want out of these pensions. They don't want to keep having to pay this monthly amount to you. Why is that? Because it's expensive. They don't know how long you're going to live, and it, they need to get that money off the books. It's called an unfunded liability, and this is affecting a lot of companies right now because people are living a lot longer than when my granddad retired in 1978. So pensions are very problematic. And here's what I would say to this. If you have a pension out there, if you're getting ready to retire, if you're not sure whether to take a lump sum or an installment, if you're one of these folks like the people at GE, you're getting ready to have a buyout offer of that pension, don't do anything until we talk. We are experts at analyzing this kind of thing. Folks, this is right up our alley. We're independent fiduciaries, and I can sit down with you, look at all of your assets, and determine what you should do on these pensions. What you need to do is go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on that Let's Get Started button and uh, we can meet with you at no cost or obligation to help you think through this. Well, this and other questions, not just about annuities and pensions, but obviously that's kind of our topic. All right, so we are talking about the idea, this is Annuities 301, folks. It has to get a little more complicated. You might be saying, Tony, I'm really confused. Well, this is why we're trying to educate people about annuities. Just because annuities are somewhat complicated, they don't have to be. Uh, to me, this stuff's simple, I guess, because I've worked in it so long. I know uh, even a lot of advisors com uh, complain about how complicated annuities are, to which I would say, you know, a fiduciary is not going to complain about anything they don't understand. Uh, the things I complain about are the things I do understand I'm frustrated with, but there's a lot of things in the world of finance, folks, that I'm not going to complain about because I just don't understand them, but I'm also not going to tell people not to do them just because I don't understand them. I understand annuities very, very well. So let's start off with the two ways you can draw mailbox money from an annuity. There's really two options. The first option, and we'll talk about this first because this is what my granddad used on his pension annuity, it's called annuitization. Annuitization, okay? So what we're going to imagine, we've got to uh, imagine that you've put $100,000 with somebody like us in a deferred annuity. 
Uh, maybe you had a 401k, uh, an old 401k. This happens a lot. Your, you know, your previous employer had a gentleman come in yesterday. He said, Tony, I got these 401ks scattered everywhere. He's like 62. He's working with an existing employer funding that 401k, but he's got two prior 401ks that are just sitting out there that he's wanting to consider moving over to us in our process. So let's say they're exactly 100000 So he moves over the money to us. We roll it over without any cost, no taxes. We're going to put that in a qualified IRA. So the 401k becomes an IRA, and he says he wants it safe, and he wants mailbox money down the road, not now. So what we would do in this case, assuming we're going to annuitize that, we would put it in a deferred annuity. And again, let's say that's $100,000. And in 10 years, we're going to imagine, hypothetically, that that annuity is now worth $150,000. All right? And let's just, for illustrative purposes, say this is a single male, never been married. All right. So he doesn't need the money for 10 years, and that's what our game plan is. Doesn't mean we have to annuitize this annuity, but that is our game plan. Now let's take a different uh, person. Um, no, let's, let's stay with the same person here. And so that same person says, well, Tony, you know, I don't know when I'm going to draw this. Uh, I don't even know if I want income. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Um, you know, what are these newer uh, annuities that I keep hearing about? I heard about one that's paying like 8%. Uh, how in the world do they do that? So that's called an income rider, and those usually come with a fee. So the first annuity we talked about, the one that we're planning on annuitizing, has no fees. If you add an income rider to a product, 99% of the time, the insurance company's charging you a fee. Now, why would they do that? Well, again, if they're only paying 3% to you on your normal money, and they're going to offer an 8% simple interest uh, you know, roll-up, that's, that's where it's accumulating, that's called a roll-up, for let's say up to 10 years they'll do that. Well, that's a lot of money they're adding to the contract. But that's where the catch is. They're not really putting that money in the contract. That contract is growing based on whatever the index account's doing. This is a, in this example, we're using a fixed indexed annuity with an income rider. So let's say the same thing. So now the same account grows to 150, just like it did under option A, where we're gonna annuitize it. But in option B, there's this separate income value, and let's say in 10 years, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air, it's worth $250,000. And you say, golly, Tony, why wouldn't everybody do that? And this is what a lot of annuity peddlers are telling you. They're not telling you the whole story. Well, on the surface, yeah, if you could make 8% on your money and know that you're going to have $250,000, who wouldn't do that? Now, here's the problem. You cannot annuitize the 250. You could still annuitize the 150, but remember there's fees on that, so you're probably going to have less than 150. But you cannot annuitize the 250. So you say, well, Tony, how do I get my money? That's what we call a payout rate. So what I'm going to do when we get back, I'm going to explain the difference between how an annuity is factored when you annuitize it and what the benefits of that might be versus a payout rate on an income rider and why you might want to consider that. Now, incidentally, before we come back, I'm also going to share with you the annuities I have. I have several annuities of different varieties for different uses. So I think it's going to help to see if I'm eating my own cooking. Again, are the people that are selling you products eating their own cooking? When we come back, I'll talk to you more about what the difference is between an income rider and annuitization and why I love annuities. And yes, I'm eating my own cooking. <laughs> You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. You stay tuned. I'll be right back.
With 401k plans at all-time highs, why continue to risk your hard-earned money? There's a safer way to retire worry-free. Attend nationally recognized retirement specialist Tony Walker's next free workshop, Retirement 101, December 9th in Louisville, December 10th in E-Town, and December 12th in Bowling Green. These workshops are free, but seating is limited. So register today at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement, and we are covering the Advanced Course of Annuities 301. And uh, Aaron, did I tell you I might have Heather from our Bowling Green office come up uh, a couple weeks and record You had mentioned show? that, yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to do one more show on annuities, folks. I, I just think it's really necessary. Um, the annuity landscape, uh, again, I know this world very well, is really rapidly changing. Insurance companies are having more and more difficulty. They're just like you. They're out here trying to find good, solid, high-yielding, guaranteed investments. And notice I said high-yielding. There ain't much high-yielding out there. So they're struggling to continue to pay really good interest rates on their annuities. So uh, I think on our next show, I'm going to have Heather Hughes. She's another fiduciary in our office. And we're going to share with you what we do at Tony Walker Financial to research annuities. Again, we've been doing annuities a long time. You have to be careful out there and make sure that the people peddling annuities are truly retirement planning specialists. You want to know how long they've done those. Oh, wait a minute, Aaron. Let me grab something. Yeah, I about forgot this. We have the coolest, it's called a, our services and credentials page. That's available at the downloads, isn't it, Aaron? Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you want to download this, this is really cool. What we decided to do, because there's so many people out selling annuities now, and many of these people have very little experience in annuities. So you can ask them if they're experienced and they'll say yes, but we created something, and again, it's on our downloads page. You'd go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com in the search bar, type in downloads, and then it's a credentials page. And what you do is you print that off and uh, under penalties of perjury, of course, we'll sign off on what we've done. It's got several things. Number one, it asks how many uh, do you have complete access to the in-person or the owner if you're going to meet? I mean, most people, uh, there's people that bash annuities from all over the country, and it's you to think of, well, they're not even going to sit down and talk with me, so who cares what they think, right? So I do meet with people in person. The next uh, line item, it says, how many appointments have you had with people personally over the years? Again, I put this under penalty of perjury. I've met over 15,000 people over the years in person. Number of game plans personally written. And again, we can document this under penalties of perjury. Over 4,000 written financial game plans. That's crazy. Uh, the amount of annuities we've written in premium over the years since 9-11, over $350 million. I personally did right at $47 million just on my own last year. So we know these products well. And then finally, just a local one-stop shop. Are you going to be working with a local fiduciary? Or are you going to have to call 1-800 numbers? So... What you do is you download this page. You've already got our credentials and what we've done in this world. And then when you're talking to an advisor, if you want to talk to somebody, have them check this off and sign off on it under penalties of perjury to make sure they're experienced. If they're not willing to sign off on something like this, my guess is they don't really know much about retirement planning. So again, the problem is, folks, anybody can call themselves a retirement specialist, say they do retirement planning, blah, blah, blah. Anybody can sell annuities. It only takes about eight weeks of study and uh, you're licensed to kill, so to speak, and you can serve up the cooking regardless of whether they've got anything similar to what they're telling you to buy. Okay, so in my hands, I've got 
see here, and I've got uh, one, two, three, four. I think I left one at home. Okay, in my hands right here, Aaron, I have five annuities. Five annuities. Um, and we're talking about income riders versus accumulation. So I've got um, one, two, three. Actually, four of these are income rider products. One is one that I'll probably annuitize, and I've got a, another one I forgot to bring. It's an annuitization product. So let's talk about this. All right. So I've got other assets besides annuities. I mean, I've got money with our Charles Schwab platform. I've got tons of uh, cash value life insurance that I can use, real estate, but I've also got a lot of annuities. Why do I have a lot of annuities? Well, first of all, I wanna make sure I have mailbox money. And since we've uh, determined that mailbox money can only be acquired through annuities, why not? Would you, why would you not want some annuities? That doesn't make sense to me. I had somebody come in yesterday, Aaron, and it was hilarious. They said, well, and they liked their broker. There's nothing wrong with their stockbroker. But they had a meeting, and the stockbroker was trying to figure out when they could possibly run out of money in retirement. Does that sound like a fun meeting, Aaron? No. Sounds like a lot of speculation to me. Well, I told him, I said, well, I'm... I'm not going to sit around and predict when you might run out. Why wouldn't you want a product that makes sure you do not run out? That sounds a lot better to me, but maybe that's just me. But yeah, that's, so we're talking about guarantees, folks. All right. So we got annuitization. How would this work? So we have a person that's decided, like one of my annuities, we're fast forwarding. I put in 100000 In 10 years, I have 150000 Now, what I need to do at that point, so I would be approaching 70 years of age. That's hard to believe, but in 10 years, that's kind of wild. But anyway, the insurance company is going to look at my age and they're going to ask a very simple question, just like they asked my grandfather when he retired from Bell South. First of all, Tony, do you want this paid for the rest of your life, this 150,000 in this income, or do you want it paid for what's called a period certain, like 10 years? And the third option is, or, do you want to make sure that when you die, Susan gets some sort of survivor option? That's usually called a joint and survivor annuity, and you can do lots of percentages on that. You can do 100% joint and survivor, 66 and two-thirds, 50. There, like I said, folks, this is the kind of stuff you really need to sit down with somebody like us and go over the options. We're just talking on the surface here. So if I said I want to go with a single life option, no survivor, which I could do that because I have plenty of life insurance, they're going to pay me the highest amount possible. It will probably be close to an 8% payout. So they would take 8% of 150 and I would get whatever that is, 12,000 a year for the rest of my life guaranteed. Now, if I chose the life only option, if I were to die at any time during that period of time, even if it was in the second year, those payments would stop. So again, I would never do anything life only unless I had some life insurance to replace that income. So you might be sitting there saying, well, Tony, that's silly. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you include Susan? So let's go through that. So let's say I say, I don't want to take a chance on that. I think what I want to do is make sure at my death, Susan gets the same amount. Well, they'll say, well, we're not going to pay you 12,000, Hoss. If you want her to have 12,000, what we'll do is we'll pay you 10,000 a year and guarantee that if you die first, she'll get 10,000 a year for the rest of her life. So in a sense, they're buying internally life insurance because now they've got two people they have to put on the dole, meaning they're going to have to lower the benefit. That should make sense. And this is why insurance companies uh, are so solvent. <laughs> they uh, use science to make decisions rather than speculating with your money. What about the income rider? How's that work, Tony? You said over here I got $250,000, not one fifty. I want, I want to draw that. Well, the payout rate for that is going to be much less. So there is a catch. 
So whereas the annuitization, the payout rate, the determining factor for me only was maybe 8%, the 250 over on the income side of the uh, income rider may only be a payout rate of 5%. Now, why would they do that? Well, because they still have risk. Because with these newer, I call them hybrid annuities, with income riders, if I were to die in that example, let's say in the second year, remember with the annuitization, if I'd chosen life only, it's gone. With the income rider, if I chose a life only, whatever is remaining in the contract balance, let's say by that time there's 120,000 left, would go lump sum to either my spouse or my kids. So again, the payout factor, the rate I'm gonna get as far as mailbox money is lower, because there could be a death benefit that I'm leaving behind. So you might be saying, Tony, man, I am really confused. And folks, we're actually trying to confuse you on purpose just a little bit. We're trying to help you understand that yes, annuities can be very, very complicated. Yes, there are tons of different types of annuities, but that's no reason to worry. That's no reason to shy away from annuities. What I would suggest you do is if you're sitting there thinking, Tony, I want the guarantees of annuities. I want the mailbox money. I want to see how you're coordinating your annuities with other assets. Will you show me how you're doing that? I'll show you how I'm doing that again, because I don't mind sharing with you that I'm eating my own cooking. I don't mind sharing the annuities I've got. You're happy to see those so you can determine for yourself, you know, that, I've, that I'm willing to eat my own cooking and put my money where my mouth is. So if you'd like to sit down and again, just review your situation in person, all you got to do is log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. By the way, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Next week, we'll close out the annuity series with an advanced class on how to determine what an annuity and which annuity is best for you. We'll have our own Heather Hughes in the uh, studios. Gonna be some really good stuff, but you remember between now and then, if all else fails, you be worry-free. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.